This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Well, I stole another thing from an interview I heard, but uh, this is it. Quote is from Michael Hoff. He says, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. Basically saying this is a cyclical thing with different generations and whatever generation you're in is going to ultimately define how you are as far as toughness. Um, I think it's definitely an interesting thing. And at first glance, I would agree with it in a macro term, but if I've learned anything from this show, you can't make sweeping statements about how people are going to react to things because hard times make strong men. Some people might rise to the occasion under great amounts of stress and some people might crumble. So I don't think you can say this sweepingly, but do you consider yourself a hard man? Well, so if we're going to just talk sweeping, right? Are they sort of alluding to that World War II, those youngsters went off and fought the, the Germans, they came back and they were strong men. And then they raised um, uh, baby boomers who were kind of soft. So there's the conflux of ideas there. I think that's kind of what it's saying. Or also like you're at war and you're going through a hard time. You're going through the depression. You're going through World War II or whatever. You come back um, battle hardened. But if you have good times, I mean, think about uh, more specifically, like if you grew the children of someone uber wealthy, like they're not going to necessarily have moxie because if everything's handed to you, then there's, then you theoretically are weaker. So if you have good times and there's no resistance to anything you do in your life, you, you're going to be a little bit softer, which isn't always the case. I mean, uh, Anderson Cooper grew up super wealthy and then he was a Vanderbilt and, um, became very successful with his own right but there's countless examples of people who go crazy and just don't do anything with their life yeah and i i think with that anderson cooper idea it's funny you brought that up i feel like what they instilled in him is work ethic like you can be wealthy but instill that idea that work hard for what you really believe in and he like loves journalism so he works hard at it well, yeah, I mean, you always try to instill that, but like, it's not necessarily going to take his, his brother committed suicide in front of his mom. Yeah. Like yeah. there's different ways. I mean, this isn't a show about Anderson Cooper, but like <laughs> you probably tell your kids something and like instill it. And over the course of a year, you're like, this is what you need to do. And then one day they're, they're not doing it. So it's like, you try to instill it, but at some point it's out of your hands. I would think as the uh, expert parent on this podcast. Yeah. And once again, I feel like we, <laughs> not the expert parent, I feel like we're just like, um, no, we're not uber wealthy and we're not super poor. So we're like right in the middle. So then is it like, how are we doing that job of like being the average Joes in this idea of working hard, right? If you work hard, you get right to the middle. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm sort of saying to my parents. If you work hard, our kids, if you work hard enough, you're just going to be right in the middle of the rest of us. 
Yeah, which I I, don't, I mean, that's not either extreme hard or necessarily good times. <laughs> good times, <clears throat> I guess, is subjective. But yeah, I mean, just grinding gets you somewhere. Yeah. You know, th- this is a really uh, sort of deep historical article. I yeah. really enjoyed it. It goes in talking about Caesar and him taking over uh, the barbarians in Germany. And one of the th- ideas that I got out of this is like, um, it's all about the narrative. Like Caesar was really great at this narrative of telling the Romans, oh, these barbarian Germans, we overtook them. But it was like this soft tribe of people from France that were the hard ones to defeat. But it was easy because he rallied the people behind him because the hard barbarians. And it's always the narrative of how we give things. Like what's the narrative in your life that you're either telling yourself or telling your kids to get them to do something? Like just the World War II, the veterans that came home, they were able to look at their kids and be like, hey, man, I was at the Battle of the Bulge. I didn't have a blanket for 30 days. I didn't eat for uh, two days. Like it's that's the narrative that they can give to their kids. And you kind of look and see that the millennials went the opposite. To, uh, not millennials, but the baby boomers went the opposite way. Of My dad's too hard. I need more emotions. Yeah, I like that uh, Caesar <clears throat> example because you say hard times don't make hard or strong soldiers like it's it's not necessarily the situation you're in it's more of the leader you're behind can make a bigger difference or the idea ideology that you're going to believe in like right now there's the uh, conflict with Hamas and Israel and people are completely on board with what they're doing and they both sides think they're completely right and they have this rallying cry behind an ideology versus uh, a hard circumstance like living in Tel Aviv is not easy right now like every well the ceasefire is happening but last week people were just going into their bomb shelters I found out that after 2003 any new homes constructed in Tel Aviv had to have a core of a bombshell so it's like that's the norm there and it's not necessarily making them hard people I think maybe it's more of like what do you get behind and what can you put your faith in yeah. And that narrative, right? Which side are you listening to? Right. I mean, if you listen to the Israeli side, they're like, hey, man, we got a gazillion Muslims that want to bomb the heck out of us. And if you're a Palestinian, you're like, hey, man, we're under occupation. We can't even get water. And I think the master of this was Donald Trump. Right. When he was president, when he would say like, oh, the, those people coming from South America, they want to rape you. They want to sell you drugs. They just pointed them out as all bad people, which by was the narrative why you didn't want people to come to the border. But if you study why those people are refugees, that's not the case. They're coming here fleeing like war and famine and bad people. Yeah. I mean, it gets back to the point of like, you can't do sweeping strokes on different types of yeah. people because you can say yeah. everyone that's coming to the United States is trying to be a criminal and profit on your loss. But like, if you sit down with one person, you're like, Oh, they're in the, if you put a face to it, then it becomes more humane or more human. And you're less likely to have that that crazy, um, I want to fight you situation. Yeah. No, and I I, we t- I, feel like we say this all the time about narrative. Like if the narrative on social media is positive, you're only getting, I mean, how f- deep do you dig into the story of what someone is sharing with you on social media? Because you're only getting one side of it and then you kind of take it personally when you haven't got the whole picture. Yeah, you get one side of it then you get your confirmation bias and you're like, well, this is what yeah. I believe. Let me find what shores up this thought versus yeah. let me listen to the opposing side. I mean, admittedly, sometimes I try to listen to differing views than me. And I'm like, I can't listen to this. These people are ludicrous. But I mean, it is a positive exercise to um, 
um, try to listen with earnest what the other, how someone else got to that point. Just in my life personally, like hard times going through when my father passed away like 25 years ago now, it certainly gives you perspective on things. That's what I think hard times do. They give you a little bit of perspective so that you're a little more grounded with what really is important and what really is not important. Yeah. Well, it's been soft times. And if you want to get in the octagon with Larry, <laughs> he's pretty soft right now. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller. Larry, thanks for stopping by. Bye.